You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. All right, Scotty, it's almost Valentine's Day. Love is supposed to be in the air. Why am I feeling so grumpy about Illinois basketball? The last week or so hasn't been great. I mean, they you know, escaped with a win in overtime against Nebraska. Uh, but then, you know, blew a late lead at Michigan State in a game that had they won, I think everyone's feeling pretty good about things. Um, but, you know, the defense could use some work to maybe better complement what's been really good offense, except for the last seven and a half minutes. All right, Richie's going to cheer me up in this week's uh, edition of Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Good Monday morning, everyone. Good morning, Scott Ritchie. Um, Back from Michigan State. Looking forward to Michigan. Then what's this week in Maryland? Maryland. Okay. This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. I'm in a bad mood. Oh, boy. Did not watch a second of the Super Bowl yesterday because I'm still despondent over the Lions. Oh. Okay. Football dead to me again. Okay. I mean. Was it a good game? I'll be honest. I only watched overtime. Did you? As, right. as, I mean, as a long-suffering Bears fan, I'm just not. All that you can't in. say long-suffering Bears. You won a, a Super Bowl not too long ago, buddy. Yeah, two years before I was born. Oh, well, <laughs> get old then, would you? I'm getting there. Um, but uh, uh, overtime was, was fun. All right, whatever. I mean, obviously, either Patrick Mahomes is inevitable or the game was rigged. So mm-hmm. Probably rigged. Pick. All right, well, we move on. It's now strictly basketball season. How about that? Yeah. I, d- I did see it was a great meme I saw on Twitter last night because it's a an Adam Silver thing. And it's when like someone gets cut from an NBA team, people post it. It's like better learn Chinese, buddy. Right. Yep. Um, this was better learn one shining moment, buddy, because it's college basketball <laughs> All season right. fully. Good I mean, enough. It's been that for me for months, but and now everyone can can jump in. Posted this along with a Brian Barnhart photo. Maybe everybody doesn't know this, but Brian Barnhart, voice of the Illini, is one of the best. Uh, picture takers along with our producer Ed Bond that we have routinely sends me pictures throughout every road trip he send, he takes and one of those over the weekend was of the banners at Breslin Center which we pitched the idea to readers can you believe it's been 2000 since the Big Ten won a Big Ten won a national title 
It's still stunning to me. I mean, I can believe it because it's brought up every year once we get to well, to March. But um, fun fact, Mateen Cleaves in the house at at the Breslin Center on Saturday. It was some kind of reunion weekend. 2000? 2000. I mean, I was in high school. I was junior in high school. No, I wasn't even in high school. What am I talking about? I was in eighth grade. You know what I was doing in 2000? I was covering Illinois basketball when they were good. All right, we like to bring that up a lot, too. Yeah, um, and it's starting to look like that very lengthy streak, nearly as long as the Big Ten's NCAA title drought for Illinois. Uh, is it going to continue? Watch your mouth, Purdue Pete. I mean, haven't been to the Sweet 16 since they made the national championship game in 2005. And... Uh, I still They're, count. I still count Illinois and Purdue uh, as legitimate Final Four contenders. Purdue, sure, if they can get over that whole losing to double digit seed things in the NCAA tournament. But like, I don't know. Like, hey, Illinois, like, I mean, the numbers look good for Illinois. The mm-hmm. the the data that you so mm-hmm. so enjoy. Yep. But like, this, they haven't beat anybody. I know. It's early. We're still figuring things out, Scott Ritchie. <laughs> this is Inside a Lineup Basketball. <laughs> We're getting down to it. Uh, we are in February. Every Monday we drop a podcast. Thank you, Scott Ritchie, for your uh, your efforts. Uh, every morning, 6 a.m., com. Good morning, Alina Nation. What did you write about this uh, morning? Because I didn't read it. Well, thanks. Um, yep. Just kind of what I was talking about. It's I mean, um, Illinois shot at a Big Ten regular season title, uh, dwindling. Um, and former Illini turned college basketball analyst Sean Harrington um, kind of detailed that on the video he does on Twitter where he just mm-hmm. talks about the, the Big Ten title race. So it's time to start thinking about March and you know this team, this program, so desperately in need of making the second weekend. Um, has that potential? Has the players, has the, has the team to do that? Can beat you in a lot of different ways, but I don't have the experience of that. Terrence Shannon Jr. went to a Sweet 16 with Texas Tech. Quincy Garrier went to one with Oregon, and that's it. Okay. Um, like, Dane Danger was on the Baylor roster when they won a national title, but, like, he was hurt and didn't play that entire year, so that doesn't really count as experience. Um, so I just, I don't know. what. I mean, they can. It's just a matter of will they. All right, Scott Ritchie, basketball beat writer, AP Top 25 voter. The poll drops at noon every Monday, so we don't know where Illinois is. You ranked them 14th on your ballot? I did, um, partially because it would just be – I mean, that's where they felt like they probably should land, but also it would be funny if they're back at 14th because they've just bounced between 10 and 14 for weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Another week of crazy losses in the top 10. I, yeah, um, just in the top 25 in general, 18 – total losses for ranked teams um so i mean that's created a lot of like interesting basketball this year um with you know top teams going down regularly but also i think raises the question of like how good are these teams like uconn purdue very very good at the top then everybody then it's everybody else i gotta tell you i'm i'm not liking college basketball this year no in all seriousness it doesn't have the, you know, I'll give Purdue and Zach Eady. The, there's the one player that I'm, the general fan is interested in. 
But outside that, there's is there compelling reasons to watch the game? There's no dominant team. There's no. I, mean, I think UConn. Caitlin per- Clark. There's no. Well, I mean, Caitlin Clark is the player. Um, had a kind of a rough Sunday in Lincoln, Nebraska. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just telling you. Give me a reason to watch this stupid sport. I mean, you just enjoy the idea that anything can happen on the basketball court, and because that's really what it's been. But I will agree. There's not like there's no like one huge star. I mean, Zach Eady is that, and if he keeps making threes, I mean, just give him National Player of the Year now. I like, just don't even wait. Um, he's he's made one. He made it against Indiana, of course. Um, Banked it in. It went in. All right. Bank was briefly open on Saturday. That was a beatdown. As a young Hoosier growing up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, this would be unheard of, the state of Indiana basketball. Yeah. um, Well, as um, CBS Sports' Gary Parrish has said often this season, um, Indiana's the fourth best team in the state of Indiana. That's that's rough. Mm. Like the line on that game, seventeen and a half. I was like, that seems like a lot, and then they won by twenty. Right, Purdue covered. All right, Illinois lost at Michigan State. That was a home court advantage loss in my mind. Uh, one of the few times in the Big Ten where a, di- a home crowd actually makes a difference. Yeah, and I, Michigan State is celebrating one hundred and twenty-five years of basketball. I guess um, so. Like they had gave everyone a white towel. Like when everyone was whipping those around their heads, like that was distracting. Mm-hmm. Distracted me. Um, but good home court advantage, bad execution down the stretch for them. I mean, they had an eight point lead with seven minutes forty eight seconds to play. Like usually, you can probably win that game. Um, but they stopped making shots and had just you know decent looks that went in and out. But I mean, the main concern is like they just didn't stop Michigan State from scoring. Like. Lee Call got easy post touches, easy finishes, and then Illinois compounded the issue by fouling him and sending him to the free throw line. Like AJ Hoggard got to the the basket when he wanted. Like and it was like usually it's like, you know, oh, Tyson Walker took over late and, you know, helped Michigan State, you know, rally. This wasn't him. Um and it's a it's a trend for Illinois. Like their defense has not been very good. Like you score eighty points generally like that's usually enough to win but give up 88 like Michigan State shot 53% from the field not didn't take many threes but made most of them like for a Brad Underwood team to be this sketchy on defense is different and something I'm going to talk to him about today all right Underwood uh, has his coaches show at Papadell's tonight Ed Bond will be there maybe Ed yep Maybe he, maybe maybe not. Take the chance. Go visit. Say hi. Can you ask questions from the audience on that show? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you do. So if you have some questions, go ahead there, or just read Scott Ritchie what he writes tomorrow in our mailed print edition. How about that? But you'll get it, and it's also on the e edition, and you can mm-hmm. read everything at alinehq.com. On the line, excellent stuff. All right. Anyway, where do you think Illinois falls in that uh, top twenty-five? I don't think they drop much. I mean, probably. I mean, eleven. I, I hope, just for the story's sake, it's back to fourteen. Okay. Um, now, All right. the fact that everyone, else, like almost everyone else, lost that there might not be a ton of change in the the final poll. My ballot was another week of like. I'm just going to drop 
these teams because they're like I dropped Wisconsin totally out. They've lost four. Well, in a row. you should. Yeah, I mean Kentucky's out. Um, probably should have dropped them a week earlier because their defense is even worse than Illinois right now. And they're losing at home a lot. Yep. Um, so uh, a lot of change to my ballot, but in general, things will probably look a lot of the same teams in fairly similar spots. All right, check it out. Uh, uh, Illinois has a chance, I would argue, to get things fixed, get some momentum heading into the Big Ten tournament uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, that trip to Wisconsin no longer looks too intimidating. Trip to Iowa, they're no good. Trip to Maryland, a little payback. Sure, but it's also the one place Brad Underwood has not won in the Big Ten. Just don't bring me down. I'm on a roll right now, Scott Ritchie. I got right. you. I'm just hey, Debbie Downer. I'm going to throw that out there. Trip um, to Penn State, it'll be you and 12 others watching that game in the gym. Um, f- Interesting note about that game, though. They're going to play it at Rec Hall. Are they really? Instead of Bryce Jordan, yeah. Why is that? Um, because there's 42 fans. Yeah, <laughs> it'll look better when it's. Um, I imagine it'll be full because they haven't played there. Why'd they do that? And was this just announced or? Why um, it's they? been. An, it was announced like before the season started. They. I don't th- like that one bit. All of a sudden, because it might be this. It might actually prove them. to be an advantage. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though. I mean, Bryce Jordan stinks. It's the worst venue in the Big Ten. Um. So I don't know. Maybe basketball teams hoping like some of the volleyball teams, like being good, rubs off because okay. that's their home now. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I haven't been there, so it's a new gym for me. All right, Michigan Tuesday night. That'll be a beat down. They're horrible. Sure. And Juwan since Howard. I mentioned that Brett Underwood has not won at Maryland, uh, Juwan Howard has never beaten Illinois. Right. That's not going to happen. They're really bad. Like John Beal is their point never. guard still not playing on the road? He is not. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he didn't play. He's their uh, like one good player. He's their leading <laughs> scorer. Okay. Um, and yes, very much their best player. And like, uh, I mean, Michigan's only won two games since mid December anyway, but they're both at home. Tell me this, Scott Ritchie. This is a testament to Brad Underwood what he's done in Illinois since turning around. He's kept it up there, right? His teams, while maybe uh, frustrating at times, have been Big Ten contenders every year. Yeah, I, and it makes the discussion after every loss, which is like, man, we got to fire this guy. It's like, <laughs> is there really that discussion? Yeah, I mean, I get an email from the same person. I don't know who he is. It's just a kind of random crazy. email address. But like, never emails after a win, but like almost every loss um, is some diatribe about Underwood as a coach. Hmm. Um, but he's also won the most game, Big Ten games in the last, well, the previous four seasons, and like that painter's not going to catch him, I don't think, this year. There are two teams in the Big Ten, maybe three if you count Michigan State, that have just not dipped recently in the last five years. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I think it's... Here's my question to you in regards to Michigan and Ohio State and Indiana in this day and age of portal and all that stuff. Can you turn a college team around in one year? Yeah, I think. Can you? With no continuity? I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, just look. We'll use. What stop. happened to freshmen making a difference? They just don't. How is that possible? When it, 23-year-olds and coaches is it covid is that why they no longer make a difference it's partially because there's more old guys and that'll be the case i miss those days of fantastic freshmen um there's some 
really good freshman. More and more, it many. seems to me, Scott Ritchie, is you get a freshman who averages 14 a game and then goes to the NBA. Yeah. I mean, like, you just, Ohio State as an example, like, they had Bryce Sensabaugh last year, who was like a top 75 recruit maybe, but like he came in and was really good and then he's, he's gone. And Malachi Branham was the same thing before. Like that's hurt Chris Holtman. Um, so he had two guys that I don't think anyone really anticipated being one and dones and back-to-back years bolt. Um, but in terms of flipping a team in, a, in one year, let's look at what South Carolina's doing. Um, last year, you know, Lamont Paris in his first season and they go uh, 11 and 21. And, they add two transfers of well, three transfers of note, um, including their point guard Taylor Cooper from Minnesota, who wasn't very good at Minnesota, much better okay. in South Carolina, and BJ Mack from Wofford. A bit, they're big, and they're twenty-one and three, and <laughs> I have them ranked in the top ten, and they are tied for first in the SEC. So you can flip a team okay. quickly. Um, Ohio State's new coach. We'll see if he can do it because I don't see how Chris Holtman survives this. Yeah. Same thing with Juwan Howard. And, like, he's got the he's Juwan Howard thing. Mm-hmm. But the way this season has fallen apart, all of the off-the-court stuff with Juwan, from beefing with his strength coach this year to, you know, hitting Wisconsin assistant Joe Krabenhoff a couple years ago to um, at the COVID Big Ten tournament in Indy, say, I'm going to kill you to Mark Turgeon. As they you know, were screaming at each other from you know, a respectfully socially distanced space, um, might be the end of the road. See how quickly uh, Michigan turns it around, if that's the case. I mean, I, I would think it's, it's easier a, there than Ohio State to turn it around, just because you got a little bit more tradition. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State has some basketball tradition, I mean, not as much clearly, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, Michigan's a place that's won a lot. Okay. I just and the Juwan Howard hiring seemed like a good one because like he had you know pretty good reputation as an assistant coach in the NBA. He was obviously you know Fab Five had uh, a Michigan man, so to speak, and it just has not worked. I mean, he got you know lead eight in the Sweet Sixteen early, but then it's just fallen off a cliff. Let's talk Illinois, Scott Ritchie, uh, as you like to do. Um, The uh, Monday morning quarterbacking calls fe- uh, focused on why no Ty Rogers uh, late against, uh, I guess, Michigan State and maybe even before that. Yeah, and that's happened before where mm-hmm. he's just been buried on the bench in the second half. Um, and there was a question asked of Brad Underwood after the game, and he just didn't really answer it. Um, just said a lot goes into those decisions. Um when you can't get stops, it would make sense to me to put in a six-six physical wing defender that could, you know, maybe you throw on AJ Hogard and stop him from getting to the basket, um, because Luke Goody was just being victimized by the Michigan State offense. Like, they were just going at him. And, like, Northwestern, like, went at Luke Goody, went at Marcus Damask um, in the game in Evanston. Another one where Ty Rogers didn't play a ton in the second half. So um, is it going to change? I mean... Don't need it Tuesday, but maybe you'll need it over the weekend. Yeah, maybe we'll need it in the tournament. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. 
All right. I mean, Brad Underwood has shown that he will change things. Like, I mean, this offense they're running, totally different than any offense he's ever run before. But um, that's a big picture type change. Um, changes like during a game, I believe, happen less often. All right, Michigan State's no good when they're not at home. I can tell you that much. All right. What happened? They were how highly ranked in the preseason, and what Four. happened to this freshman class that was supposed to make a difference? Well, I know one guy got shot. Jeremy Spears, unfortunately, took a bullet. Um, he's fine. Like He's he's back with the team. Saw him on Saturday. But, like, Xavier Booker, who at one point was... Like a five-star, wasn't he? He'd be, yeah. At one point, he was, like, the number one player in the class. He just doesn't play, and... I don't understand that because Michigan State's collection of other centers, like Maddie Sissoko, Carson Cooper, Jackson Kohler, like none of them are very good. So either Tom Izzo doesn't, I assume he doesn't trust him, but I mean you're, he's seeing the results of like those other three, and like they're not they're they're bad. So I don't know what the deal is there. Um, the one freshman that plays right now is Cohen Carr and freak athlete just super athletic bounciest dude in any gym um but he's not much of a shooter um he hasn't done a ton I mean I so yeah I, so they're they're fine they're not great but they've got enough to I think make the NCAA tournament and then yeah. like probably like last year they'll sort of just like sneak their way in and then maybe be the last Big Ten team standing because it just seems to be how it works. All right, what's up uh, with uh, Illinois other than Ty Rogers? Rotation-wise, uh, Taron Shannon played well uh, against Sparty. The males? And Coleman Hawkins played well. Okay, got a T. Did get a technical. Yeah. Um, that seems to be a go-to when it comes to fan reaction is Coleman's reaction. Not with just that play, but yeah, in general, they don't like the in general the uh, palms to the sky. Yeah, and he does that mm-hmm. quite a bit. Not, not going to change it. No, and he's not the no. only one. Like Luke Goody reacts okay. quite a bit. To I'm okay with reacting. What's yeah. wrong with reacting? And, well, apparently, just don't okay. turn to the. You should see when I read some of your it. stories. <laughs> just throw your arms up. <laughs> what the. <laughs> Yeah, I get, I, I get that sometimes. I mean, reacting is fine, but the, just don't turn to a fan that said you suck and say boom. Cause that's right. what, uh, okay. Nothing more to that than uh, what we read about the technical. No. I mean, just there wasn't enough time between him turning to the crowd and doing that and immediately getting teed up for him to do anything else. Like It was stunning in how quickly um, Eric Curry, we'll name the official, teed him up um and it was interesting when Jaden Akins hit a three right in front of the Illinois bench turned to him the official on the baseline wasn't going to call a technical um because he was right there and he watched it happen he was maybe five feet from Jaden Akins um then the Illinois bench reacted to maybe nothing happening and got the technical from mm. a guy that was at mid-court okay and you know, came across to give the yeah. technical um hey officials have feelings too maybe they just would like everybody to be happy and behave. Yeah, I just like I I try not to you know you know the officials 
lost Illinois the game, whatever, because mm-hmm. they did. Illinois not getting stops lost it. But like, Big Ten does not have a ton of great referees. Just seems to you know, this calls weird calls like the technical on Coleman. Like it's apparently a point of emphasis, but I mean, if he would have turned to the fan and said something awful, then sure. Okay, let's uh, uh, say they beat Michigan uh, when you release your top 16 seeds later this week. I take it you have Illinois as a three seed still. Well, I do right now as of my last update when I do it again this week. They're probably going to be closer to a four. If not, they're going to be a four. I can almost see it. I mean, maybe I'll be wrong because there's there's a lot of – Different data, mm. as I put it together. Try to avoid that this podcast, but go ahead if you want to use some now. Feel free. Get um, I'm not going to use it. I'm just going to give a plug for something I've okay. found to be useful. Um, it's cbbanalytics.com, and if you only want to look at data about one team, it's free. And there's literally more than you could ever possibly need to know. CBB Analytics. Analytics.com. Free plug. Free oh, plug. Boy, I can't wait to race back to my desk. I, th- I think the one thing Illinois fans who, for whatever reason, are not always fond of Coleman Hawkins, it's like, because they had, this site has on off data, so it's like, Illinois is much better when Coleman Hawkins is on the court. Okay. If they're going to win games, it's going to be because he's playing. So. How many technicals does he have this year? Just two. Okay. They're What's the single recent. season record for a player? Do you know at Illinois? I don't know that. I'm, Look it up. I'm probably gonna have to. Cause I don't think that's in the. Oh, I doubt it is. Record book. Find me that answer. That's the data I need. I'm trying to think okay. who might. I mean. And there's I'm no. Just, I'm just trying to think of even the teams that I've covered. Yeah, like, that's two. Yeah. That's probably rare air as it is. Yeah, with room. I mean, R.J. Melendez had that one in the NCAA tournament where right. he hung on the rim. So why do you bring that up again? Well, I was just gonna say, awful call because if he would have let go of the rim instead he of he would have died, on, and so would four fans. Yeah, he was. He, it would, I think it would have been the Illinois Pep Band because like he was. <laughs> they would have caught him at least. Oh, right yeah. in a tuba. It's got the leg stuck in the belt. Do they have a tuba? It's a, Sousa, it's a sousaphone. Oh, whatever. What yeah. are you? I played it, so I, I know. <laughs> Figures. Um, that was good. Uh, but it's just a case of do, hang on the rim and get a technical or, or die. So okay. I think he did the right thing. Look that up next podcast. I need answers. Okay. okay. I'm, I'll have to ask cause, or just right. spend the next week going through no, box scores. No, just ask, <laughs> please, for all of us. Uh, your power rankings among Illini is certainly have probably changed. Just don't know. Is Terrence back at number one? Coleman? Um, what do you got? I think we'll go the 3-2-1 hockey route. Um, so for the third spot, I'm tempted to say Ty Rogers, even though he didn't hardly play in the second half. He just, he just, yeah, Ty Rogers, because he just does the right things almost all the time. 
Um, two, I we'll go Terrence Shannon, and one Coleman Hawkins, just because the breadth of what he provides. I mean, you look at Michigan State game; he had you know, seven assists at the season high. He scored. He had a couple steals, got some rebounds. He just does it all. All right, uh, Illinois is still in second place all by himself, right? The yeah. Big, big I mean, Ten race. Still a chance to catch Purdue. Need Purdue to slip up once and beat him at home. Purdue to slip up a couple times. Yeah, that's all right. And Just Illinois is going to have to win some road games. Yeah, I think they will. I think it um, happens. I think this is a good time for a slump in my mind. Okay. For Purdue? No, for Illinois. Get it out of the way in early February. You want oh, to you play mean like right now? Yeah. Just the... I just uh, feels they just feel uneven here lately you know I, i'm i'm looking to recapture that feeling you had after the missouri game for example when it was like man there i mean this is a final four send them straight to the final four yep according Need to, to capture that mojo um, yeah they definitely don't have it i mean they still haven't lost like back-to-back games right. so they're not yeah nebraska was close though I mean, I think they they lucked out to that one, mm-hmm. but Michigan's coming to town. That'll be the the cure right there. Cause yeah, well, they stink. You can shoot left-handed, like everybody, and probably get away with it. Which that'd helps. be an interesting. That'd be a great way to guys the first five minutes for shooting left-handed. Yeah, I mean Illinois has an advantage there because too, too much to ask. No, they have like several lefties right. already. But I mean everybody. So like Marcus, you're talking like Marcus Mess, Coleman Hawkins need to start shooting left-handed for the first five minutes. You know who did that for a whole game? Larry Bird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and just crushed him. That's awesome. All right, any recruiting news to speak of? Uh, nothing really new on that front. Um, okay. I mean the class is set in terms of right. the incoming freshmen. So I mean the the interesting roster building news will be. Once the transfer portal opens, yeah. and because there's going to be some spots to fill, and have to go to the portal to get it. All right, the Illinois knows how to do that. I will tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, I, this the past two off seasons I think have been Brad Underwood's best in the portal. All right, again, uh, follow along with Richie all week long. Uh, say hi to him at the Michigan game. You're down there with a bunch of uh, internet people. Yeah, I'm. Uh, what used to be press row. Now it's like fan row, yeah, in a way. A little bit of that. Yeah. Um, then, you know, if you're in College Park, Maryland, say hello. All right. Scott, I appreciate all the work that you do, uh, and uh, we will talk to you next Monday.